You are listening to Announce, Season 3, Episode 42, We See Things Differently. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I've got a story for you that shows how completely different people are in the way that they interpret what they witness, in how they comprehend what they see. Every person experiences life differently. There are a lot of things that shape our perspective. We have different histories. We have divergent interests. We do not value things the same way. One has a passion for this and the other for that. One has a fear of something and someone else loves it. Attitudes, education, awareness, religious and political philosophies. The overall perspective for every person is just not the same. Having served as a fire marshal in a previous life, I had the responsibility to gather information about mishaps which occurred in my jurisdiction. I was very grateful to have physical evidence available when it had not completely burned up in the fire. Physical evidence didn't lie, didn't forget, didn't make mistakes, and wasn't influenced one way or the other. It just was what it was. The people I interviewed, however, now, that's where things got a little more interesting. See, no one ever saw the same event the same way. In fact, people's stories, well... If they were too similar, especially in the details, I had to be suspicious. The point is, even when being as honest and clear about what happened as they can, individuals just won't tell the same story about the same event. Some of the details and sometimes some of the really obvious big stuff, well, people just don't see or don't remember it the same way. Here's a story to illustrate what we're talking about. It was late in the evening of September 1665. Thomas Fariner shut down his business for the night. He was going to get up early the next morning because he had to make the cookies, more biscuits, since he's British, to go with London's morning tea. For that reason, he might have been in a bit of a rush to get away from the oven that night, because for some reason, he left some hot coals burning. Unfortunately, and likely due to some fault in the oven, the fire escaped where it should have remained. It wasn't long before the whole bakery was on fire. Within an hour or so, that little bit of fire left burning in Mr. Fariner's oven had grown to overtake not only his shop, but the properties of his neighbors. Why didn't somebody call the fire department? Well, life was a little different in the 1600s. Life pretty much stopped for the night, not long after the sun went down. There were no lights to turn on to illuminate the world and just keep working playing and being entertained. And, well, compared to today's fire service, there wasn't much of a capability to put out any fire that was very large. Sometimes the best they could do was demolish the structures next to the fire and clean them away from the fire's path, hoping to starve the fire of fuel, and thus stopping the fire. Early in the next morning after the fire got started, the mayor of London, Thomas Bloodworth, was rousted out of his bed by the complaints of citizens whose lives and property were being destroyed by the inferno. He got up and dressed and went to survey the disaster as it was then and decided to 
do nothing. After all, without disturbing and awakening the king and getting his edict to do so, any property the mayor ordered destroyed was property he'd have to pay for. Mayor Bloodworth didn't want to pull out his wallet for that. Besides, as far as he could tell, there really wasn't much of a fire. Not at all dangerous, in his view. Guess I'm not really sure what he considered dangerous. After making this appraisal of the situation, the esteemed mayor went back home and went back to sleep. Three days later, the conflagration, known as the Great Fire of London, had decimated 75% of the city. I suppose it might have been a surprise to Mayor Bloodworth that a burning neighborhood, left to burn without any real intervention, eventually burned almost everything and left a large majority of the great metropolis of London in a smoldering heap. Perhaps someone else might have seen the inferno decimating the neighborhood and extrapolated that it would keep growing bigger. Who knows? So here's the ounce. We end where we began. We all see things differently. No one experiences reality as it flies past in a similar manner. Sometimes the contrasts are dramatic. Some folks treasure things that others could care less about. Some people tell stories about the same event differently without trying to be deceptive. How does one resolve those discrepancies in their own head? How could someone see it that way? Value it that way? Dismiss it that way? Are they lying? Stupid? Crazy? Maybe so. Maybe not. In most cases, the best thing to do is to let it be and be tolerant. Allow others to experience life and reality in their own strange and perplexing way, even if it doesn't make any sense to you. You can be sure that there are some who think you are pretty strange, and they're doing their best to be tolerant. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.